0: The way that we're moving as community builders is trying to integrate our data better. You know, a lot of times we just look at engagement metrics as far as, you know, posts, contributors, open rates, those sort of things within community. And to executives, they don't really care. However, if you can go back and cross reference that data with our membership database, I could tell you that we had 10 people that joined the community. Join the community and the organization within the past three months that also participated in this workshop. Yes. So if you can prove that a program is driving membership and member value, it's much more encouraged and you get a whole lot more support.
1: Hello and welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator. The person you're listening to is Tirza Austin. Tirza is the Senior Manager of Online Community at the American Society of Civil Engineers. And we're going to have a fascinating conversation about community and data. What kind of data can you pull out of a community? How does that support business decisions? And what kind of business-related matrix you can actually look at while managing a community? This is a fascinating field, which is one of the biggest gaps community have today is how to tie back to business results. And so this conversation is absolutely invaluable if you want to learn about this topic. This episode is a part of a mini-series I'm doing about community and how it can support your business. Growing a business is tough. Believe me, I know. I'm a serial entrepreneur with three startups behind me. One went public, the second busted because of bad decisions by the CEO. That was me, by the way. And the third grew to $100 million in sales as part of a larger company that got sold. It took me 20 years to learn how to do it right, but now I'm on a quest to get you there much faster. I'm hosting senior business leaders, entrepreneurs, and world-class experts. Together we search for gold strategies, systems, processes, and practical tips that you can implement to grow your business. You will hear fascinating business stories, really funny moments, and lots of actionable business tips. Welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator! Hello, and welcome back to the Business Growth Accelerator. This is Isar Metis, your host, and I'm doing a special episode, a bunch of episodes, actually, from the CLIX conference in Memphis. And this conference, CLI, is the Community Leadership Institute, and they put together this amazing conference that brings together people who are community professionals, community platforms, community managers to exchange ideas and systems and processes and best practices. And it's really fascinating. It's really fun. And with me today is Tirsa Austin, who is a community manager, and she will share with us what she is doing. And we're going to talk a lot about best practices in running and managing communities. So Tirsa, welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on the show.
1: Amazing. So tell me a little bit about what you do today and what brought you to the world of community building.
0: Absolutely. So I work for the American Society of Civil Engineers. Uh, We have about 150,000 members uh, in 177 countries. So we're a fairly large nonprofit and we support civil engineers uh, across the world. And I manage our online community that, in addition to being discussion forums, also supports our sections and branches, committee groups. We also run mentoring through our community and we have virtual events in our community as well. So it's a pretty extensive community program. And as far as what got me into community is, I'll tell you that I did a lot of in-person community building through bartending. Ooh. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And so I have a daughter that's eight now, but when she was about five, I decided it was time to get a real job. And so I applied for pretty much everything. I have a background in journalism and English from from college. I went to the University of Maryland. and. Yep so I was trying to do anything to to get me in the field and I had a boss that basically the biggest challenge they were dealing with was moderation within their community and so she basically said if you can cut somebody off the bar you can you can handle moderation issues and you can you can suspend people from the community so I kind of fell into community management I absolutely love it and now I'm very active with CMX community by association higher logic because we are a higher logic client so I try to do as many things community management focused as possible. So.
1: Brilliant. I, you know, I think it's very interesting. So a lot of people I interview and a lot of people I meet in the conference, it's very much a learning community, right? It's mm-hmm. as much as it's been around for so long, there's this now infliction point, I think, in the timeline of community creation and management where technology and knowledge and conferences and happening together. Do you feel the same way that, that there's a lot of change and a lot of stuff to learn, even for people who've been doing it for a while?
0: Well, I mean, technology is always changing, and I think we're getting more data, and we're integrating with more systems, and events have been popping up, so that's almost a whole nother data set. Looking at them virtually, you can, you can pull more data that way, then you, you don't get as much data with in-person events, so I think we can see more behavior, so I think as technology continues to change and evolve, we will continue to change and evolve and so will research and there's always going to be new trends but i mean the great thing about the community professional space is that i think we are all constantly iterating learning growing and we love to share we like to collaborate we like to communicate and we're always sharing best practices and and we can sit and we can brainstorm together both in a larger You know, group like this or even one on one conversations in the different community groups that we participate in. So if if you're a new community uh, builder, definitely ask the ask the questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question because the community world is more than willing to give back and support you.
1: So I I love what you're saying, right? I I think something interesting about this community is that community people as a whole are very relationship driven. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very open community and everybody literally just wants to help everybody. Mm -hmm. So don't be shy and a lot of people will help you. Mm -hmm. You mentioned CMX. What other resources do you go to or are you aware of that people recommend that are best places to kind of learn about community management, community engagement and so on?
0: Yeah, I mean, CMX was kind of the first one. Because I worked for an association, we had a contract with HireLogic, and they're kind of seen in an association space, at least the association professionals that I worked in, kind of considered them to be the best practices and places to go. As I got into like the community profession a little bit more, I started to realize that there were Professionals that have been doing this for a very, very long time and that there was actually a lot of data to be said. So, you know, you look at people like CMX Community Roundtable has been putting out fantastic industry results. Yeah. Rich Millington has a bunch of great things with Feverbee. I go there often. Marjorie Anderson has a group called Community by Association that she provides a bunch of of resources and I full disclosure I contribute to to her to her blog. It's a brilliant name, by <laughs> the way. Yeah, Community by Association. So yeah. she's done a great job with that and so I I go there often. So there's a bunch of different places and resources that 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 are at your disposal as a community
1: builder. Oh, fantastic! I think you share the top ones, and obviously CLI that are you know, yes. I'm put, sorry, we're part of <laughs> part of their <laughs> conference. We should we should at least uh, mention them. So you talked before a lot about data, and I know you're passionate about it. <laughs> so let's start on a thirty thousand foot level <laughs> of what data is available through building a community. Like what kind of insights that it gives somebody who's running a business
0: well i would have to say if there was one trend or takeaway that came out of this conference i think that the the conversations that i've kept having is the challenge that we face as community builders in finding data that drives business values and how that data is being generated. And even some of the companies that have participated here that are really spinning up solutions to help community builders integrate data better. And I think there's three or four of them that, that have shown up here and, and, and other groups that are even talking about it that haven't launched programs. So that's really the way that we're moving as community builders is trying to integrate our data better, you know. A lot of times we just look at engagement metrics as far as, you know, posts, contributors, open rates, those sort of things within community. And to executives, they don't really care. Like, it's just they, they don't care. Like, okay, so, if, you know, 100 people commented on that. Like, what's the issue? So an example would be uh, the resume workshop that I said that we, we do now twice a year. But generally, we have around 100 people that... Uh, post in there that share their resume and that gets reviewed and so I can report that metric out but really know when one, okay 100 people like okay 100 students doesn't matter okay however if you can go back and cross-reference that data with our membership database I could tell you that we had 10 people that joined the community um Join the community and the organization within the past three months that also participated in this workshop. Yes. So if you can prove that a program is driving membership and member value, it's much more encouraged and you get a whole lot more support. So it's really important to be thinking a lot of times as community managers, you know, kind of at, on the, you know, on the ground type level is we're excited about engagement or this conversation or that like you really have to think about executives and what they're looking for and what they want to see because at the end of the day i don't make any decisions right <laughs> i mean i i can i can i can tweet some things in the community but but really if i want support if i want budget if i want resources those are things that i need buy-in from leadership and that's the biggest challenge that we have as community builders and and data is how we do that
1: yeah it's it's very interesting right so it's not just you you know we saw data yesterday from uh, cmx that david Sphinx shared with everybody mm-hmm. that if you look okay. at the top five challenges of community uh, managers and community and businesses as a whole
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think number two number one was how do we drive engagement number mm-hmm. two is how do we track this thing to prove any roi mm-hmm. so we can assign resources so we can keep on investing in this thing mm-hmm. and so so let's go to the practical level how do you do this today like, yes, there's companies up and coming that are trying to solve this problem. How do you do this today? How do you, what data are you looking at in your community specifically, or that you know other people are doing that enables you to tie it back to business results beyond what you just said? Or like, okay, I know that people participated in this campaign and hence they joined the, the membership so I can see contribution to the bottom line. What other stuff?
0: So I'll just say we're not doing it well. And it's something that we've evaluated as a challenge and it's something that we're that we're working on. I think I sh- was sharing there's technology upgrades within our platform that we've budgeted for that we will be doing, you know, hopefully within the next year if, if that budget gets approved. But but to. Hint, right, hint, if you're <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> <and you're in>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's important right because we have data in so many different platforms that we start integrating it and I'm also part of our project management group and also our data governance council at our organization and I think it's important that community managers community professionals are part of those conversations at a at an organizational level and that's something that I definitely have the seat at the table there and I've I advocated um, for better better data governance and uh, reporting and and being able to, to measure business objectives. And even we're looking at, you know, the 360 lifetime member value, right? And what does that look like as an organization? And those, the conversations that we're having is, do we just need to look at transactional data or do we also need to look at engagement data? What is, what does that look like? What metrics do we use? Now, a lot of what we're doing is kind of piecemeal work, like I said, you know, I can pull a report from the community that says, here's the engagement stats and then cross-reference those users with membership data that's in our, our AMS that's a different system, a yes. And then sometimes, for instance, we've given, you know, if, if there's a certain situation and to, to leadership that that we manually pull reports on certain things. One thing is we did a virtual event during the pandemic. We still do a monthly, but during the pandemic, we were doing them weekly and we were able to look at events registrations and attendees and pair that with how many members converted right and that they became members after that I believe the conversion rate was around 50 percent
1: that's insane
0: for 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 student students that attended our virtual events that converted into membership which is free but still 50 percent yeah Uh, people that attended joined and they did a mark they did a a campaign around that too and trying to get people in so so that would be an example of some of the data that we're really trying to pull and look at but it's a manual process and we need to get better at at doing that
1: so i love what you're saying i I mean you know we build communities for clients right we help Mm -hmm. them create communities and we do this through a live show like uh kind of like what we're doing today but we're going live with audience and it's the same challenge. How do you prove the ROI of that community to the company you're working for? Mm -hmm. And what you kind of saying is very similar to what we do, which is we go, and it's not we, we now found a way to integrate this into our client CRM, but it's Mm -hmm. the same thing. So when somebody becomes a client, when Mm -hmm. somebody closes on a deal, whether it's B2B or B2C, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We go back and look how they participated in any of the shows
0: mm-hmm. as a
1: guest or somebody in the audience. Mm-hmm. When was it? How yeah. many times have they joined? Mm-hmm. So we have these touch points. Now the next level up from that, which uh, you know we have a few companies here that are here to solve in the future, like Common Room and Orbit mm-hmm. that come and say, oh, it's not just that, but it's how many people has engaged with your content on Facebook and how many people watch your video on YouTube and how many people downloaded your podcast and all those other things that can just provide you more touch points. And we try to track those manually, but like you're saying, just a lot of work because you have multiple clients, every one of them on multiple platforms. Everything has to be manually copied into like a Google spreadsheet or something uh, that makes it cumbersome. Where do you see the biggest value of the community to your association? Like right now that it's still hard to track, you know, the, the direct correlation, if you want, to business results. What are the biggest values that the, that the community provides the association?
0: Well, at this point, to be completely honest, our community platform is doing a bunch of different things. And so the discussion forums, right, serve that engagement piece, that that connection, knowledge sharing, all of those things. But even we have a mentoring program that is absolutely, a I look men, mentoring and community. I believe belongs together. That mentoring should definitely be a community program and sit sure. in the same house um, because they just pair so well together and they really play off of each other. And we do a lot of that. We also do a lot of career related resources within our community resume workshop that I had talked about and even the virtual events that we're doing are very focused on almost personal growth and personal well being, which a lot of the content we put out as an organization has been technical. And what the community does is it provides something that's a little bit more personal um, and career related. So I think there is a need for that there. But yeah, I mean there's there's so many different so many things that our our community platform does. But I mean I really think Obviously, connection and belonging is is one of them, but we would say we would say it's it's a member benefit. I believe it's one of the top five member benefits that we have the last survey we sent out. So our magazine is considered number one.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what you're saying is very interesting, and actually you know i have interviewed several people in the past few days, and people are leveraging communities in so many different ways, right? <laughs> there is no kind of like, oh, this is what a community is, and this is what it does. <laughs> and I think it's really. Beautiful to watch how every organization finds the way that works for them Mm -hmm. and how the community helps serve whatever purpose. In your case, a lot of it is really professional development and personal development of Mm -hmm. the people within the association. Mm So, it's the way you're describing it, it provides a huge value to members because it really helps them as individuals grow in the profession that they chose, Mm -hmm. which is amazing.
0: And you can't really put an ROI on that, especially with mentoring and, and the, the, the way the community has touched people, at least the, the interactions that I have with community members it's helped them get a job. It's, you know, it's, it, it's helped them in a really difficult time. Like there's been so many different things that the community has done. And it's also a place as an organization that's global. It's a global connection for people. So it really helps us also engage in what we call region 10, which is anything outside of North America. And that's one of our strategic initiatives is to engage in the global civil engineering community and our online community helps us do that better. So that again is another, another value add that we have.
1: Phenomenal. I I think you touched on a lot of critical points. I want to summarize them before I let you say your final words, but really, you know, community can serve on so many different levels. And all you have to do is think what's going to provide value to the people in the community. Mm -hmm. And then secondary to that, what's going to provide value to the organization who builds the community. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, oh, now we have access to international knowledge and we can Mm -hmm. connect and share ideas and so on. So there's, And every organization can find the benefits that comes to that organization, whether it's knowledge, relationships, partnership benefits, or direct business benefits in, in some other cases. The other thing that you said is that it's not easy to track, but there are a lot of things that you can track that still helps you make decisions, improve the processes, as well as get budgets in order to keep on doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If people want to connect with you, follow what you're doing, help you out, learn more, what's the best way to connect with you?
0: Uh, Probably LinkedIn.
1: Okay. You so. can
0: you can find me on LinkedIn. It's just Tears to Austin. And I work for the American Society of Civil Engineers. So I'm pretty easy. To, my, name's, my name's pretty simple. I'm also one of the CMX community tiers on Facebook too. So I'm always in the Facebook group if, if you want to go to the CMX Facebook group.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. This was really uh, fun and I learned a lot. I'm sure a lot of people learned a lot. I appreciate the time.
0: Awesome. Thank you for having me. And thanks to CLX for, our CLI, I'm sorry, for, for, for hosting the conference. I look forward to the next one. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. Great
1: conversation with Tirsa. The issue of collecting data is one of the biggest and toughest issues when it comes to running communities. If you look at the data from the latest CMX research, collecting data and analyzing it is the number one problem that community managers around the world share that they have in their job. And as you know, our company, Be The Stage, we help companies create and engage communities. And so we're looking now at two separate tools – that do similar things, but in a slightly different way. One is called Orbit, the other is called Common Room. Both these tools really allow you to aggregate data from multiple sources in order to measure what's going on in your community to see how healthy it is, how fast is it growing, and what impact it has on your business results. So if that's something that's interesting to you, go and check out these two tools. And as I mentioned in the beginning, I've done this interview as part of a mini-series about community for businesses if you want to check out the rest of the interviews from there, you can check out episode 134 with Kelly Schott, 131 with Rachel Silvano from Zapier, and episode 130 with Patrick Woods, who is the CEO and founder of Orbit, which I mentioned earlier as one of the tools, and 129 with Rebecca Marshburn, who is one of the leaders in Common Room, which is the other tool that I mentioned. So if you want to learn about the world of community and how it can support your business and what kind of tools and processes and systems and mindsets you need to have in place, check out these episodes. I've learned a lot. I'm just taking you along for the journey so you can learn as well. And until next time, have an amazing week. In this video, we are going to go over what kind of data can you look at when you're managing a community around your business and how can you tie that data back to business results. And we're doing it with the assistance of Tirsa Austin, who is a highly experienced community manager. Your business growth is my number one priority in this podcast. To do that, I want to bring the biggest names that I can and get you practical tips as frequently as possible. And you can help. Visit Apple Podcasts right now, subscribe, download, rate, and review the podcast. And I would really appreciate it. And if you want my number one tip For business growth acceleration, visit growthaccelerator.biz right now.